Smoke wafted up from the barbecue grill, cheerfully charring cubes of Arcadian duck, just outside the airlock tube that led from the Star Nomad onto the space station. Captain Elisa Marchenko watched as her security officer, Tommy Beck, whistled and turned the skewers with tongs. He wore two blazer pistols in holsters on his belt, along with a sheathed knife with a blade large enough to shave a senecta buffalo, but a loose apron was draped over it all. Bright letters on the front of the apron proclaimed the availability of free samples, with a caricature of a dog in a chef's cap flipping burgers below the offer. Don't you think you should charge for those samples? Elisa asked, nodding toward the crowd of people milling through the open concourse of Arcadius Gamma, one of several space stations in orbit around the planet. The owner of her current cargo was supposed to be on the way to make payment and pick up his goods, and he couldn't show up soon enough for her liking. Beck might be enjoying himself, but Elisa expected trouble of all kinds to find her ship on Arcadius, and she wouldn't be surprised if that trouble took the extra effort to extend its radius to the stations in orbit. You've got mafia leaders to pay off, after all, she added. Beck grimaced and waved his tongs in the air. Don't remind me, Captain. I'm not even sure I can pay them off. They have plenty of money. What they don't have is my dead head mounted above a fireplace. A desirable trophy, I'm certain. Elisa eyed his short, pale blonde hair. The contrast to his bronze skin almost alarming, made more so by the quarter inch of dark roots showing. Besides, I'm trying a new spice blend made from herbs that can easily be grown in a shipboard aeroponics system. I mostly want opinions now. I'll charge when I know I've got it mastered. Beck flipped the skewers again, the smell of roasting meat teasing Elisa's nostrils. Though she appreciated his ability to cook, she had enjoyed his meals on numerous occasions over the last month. She wondered if she should have let him set up here. She intended to leave as soon as the merchant picked up his cargo. Further, she doubted that drawing attention to her docked freighter was a good idea, and a crowd was forming, thanks to his offers of samples. A white-haired lady with a parrot perched on her shoulder accepted one of his skewers and tossed a copper eighth tindark coin into the cup beside the grill. She took a bite and offered her bird a bite as she walked away. It pecked the meat with its beak, screeched, and leaped from her shoulder, flying up toward the translucent domed ceiling over the concourse. The greens, browns, and blues of Arcadius's continents and oceans visible from their current position. Critic, Beck said, watching the bird as if he wouldn't mind plucking it and throwing it on the grill. Maybe it knew you were cooking a relative. Beck picked up the cup, shook it, and sighed. I may have two whole tindarks here. That almost covers the cost of the skewers. You're lucky you've got anything at all. How many people run around with physical currency? You do. Only because my bank account disappeared into the ether after the war. That'll teach you to bank on planets that are imperial strongholds. Yes, I should borrow money from the mafia instead.
Elisa said. That's much safer. Keep teasing me, Captain, and I won't save you any duck. The sound of chickens squawking floated through the airlock tube, and Elisa rubbed a hand down her face as a few of Beck's munching visitors cast curious looks in that direction. She didn't mind that one of her passengers had a cargo of her own, but the chickens had gotten a taste for freedom somewhere along the way and kept escaping their pen. Elisa had found one pecking at cracker crumbs on the floor of Navcom that morning. Movement in the airlock tube drew her eye. It wasn't a chicken. Instead, Leonidas and Dr. Alejandro Dominguez were walking out. Leonidas was dressed in plain civilian clothes today, not wearing his favorite military jacket, the one with the big cyborg corps patch on the front. He must have decided that blatantly announcing what he was, and what he had been for the Empire, wasn't a good idea on a space station owned by the Tri-Sun Alliance. Alejandro was dressed in his gray monk's robe, a robe Elisa was increasingly convinced was nothing but a costume for him and wore his satchel over his shoulder, his hand cupped protectively over a bulge inside of it. Taking your orb for a walk, doctor? Elisa asked as they approached. She gave Leonidas a respectful nod, while wishing that he would walk at her shoulder instead of at the doctor's. She had tried to hire him a couple of times now, but he was determined to help Alejandro with his mysterious mission, one that apparently involved fulfilling Emperor Marcus's dying wishes. Leonidas nodded back at her, a polite comrade-to-comrade gesture as usual. If he had figured out that thoughts of kissing him had popped into Elisa's mind lately, he never showed it. It was just as well. Those thoughts felt like a betrayal to her late husband, who had only been gone for eight months. Alejandro pressed his palms together in front of his chest, bowed, and said, Trust thy neighbor, but lock your door. The gray robe might be a costume, but he certainly had his Zarakesh memorized front to back. It's my door, Doc, Elisa said. He gave her an edged smile and continued on. Here, Mac. Try this, will you? Beck asked, sticking out his tongs to stop Leonidas, a slightly charred cube of duck grasped in the tips.